0: Welcome back, everybody! It's the NFL podcast. It's week fourteen. My name is the Train, and I've got my great mate Rat up on the Gold Coast joining me in a second. It's a huge week. We've already had one game on the slate. It was the Baker Mayfield show. Let the Baker cook. He was unbelievable. We're gonna we're gonna digest that game because there's so much to talk about. And when he goes through. All the games this week. I want to remind you all the teams that are on by. There are six teams on by. And I reckon it's the last week of your fantasy uh, regular season, if you like the American Aces Fantasy League. So it's a big week for everybody. Uh, We have the Colts, the Saints, the Falcons, the Bears, the Commanders and the Packers all on by That's enough of admin here for the train. Rat, how are you, son?
1: Going good, mate, going good. And, gee, didn't we get a treat with the Raiders and the Rams, mate? I'll let you delve a bit more into that.
0: We certainly did. It was a day where um, it was very much like the Tom Brady game where he's come back. It was amazing. Baker Mayfield has flown into L.A., he has picked up a playbook, what, within 36 hours. He probably doesn't know his receivers' names because Cooper Cup and um, Robinson, they're out. So he's wide receiver one and two are out. He's got the young guys there. No Aaron Donald, you know, defensive player of the year. Um, I think multiple, you know, their best players are out. So Baker comes into a lineup and he comes up against the Vegas team that's been red hot the last three weeks. And first play, boom, Devont, you know, first drive, Devontae Adams gets this screamer on Jalen Ramsey and you're thinking it's going to be a big day here for the Raiders and a long day for the Rams. And then it become a bit of a uh, really, really slow scoring kind of slog of a game. And I mean, I think the probability was like 98.9% chance of Baker Mayfield winning that game with eight minutes to go. and Brad, oh, I just can't believe what he's done. Like some of the throws he he made, some of the catches, like I feel for Skoronic, he took an absolute screamer and no one was talking about it. They're just talking about how good the throw was on the uh, last drive. But, yeah, they were fourth and one multiple times or and he just somehow made a play and he's under a lot of pressure. You know, you got Jones and um, Crosby coming at you. They're two of the best pass rushers in the game and, yeah, it's, I'm, I was a bit lost for words. I was so happy for him as well. You know, like anyone, I mean, you had a, you know, it's like me cheering you on after the last year of injuries you've had. When you see a player that's been out of action for a while, and they dominate. You get real, you know, you're real happy. And Baker's been copying it lately, like just copying it. And he's been, oh, you know, from Cleveland to the Panthers, third string, and then, you know, wave picked up straight away. It was pretty cool, mate. I, I'm, as you can tell, I'm pretty excited. I love seeing an underdog. I had money on the Raiders. So I was a bit flat, to be honest. But, um, oh, yeah, you don't see that much, do you? Did you watch the highlights
1: after training? Mate, yeah, the, all the fellas were running around the facility uh, when when the game had finished. I went back uh, last night and watched the last quarter, and it was, just, it was just so good to see. He got stitched up in Carolina. I'm unsure of too many quarterbacks that actually would have Won the games that that he lost there. So he did get stitched up, waved, and it's just so good to see. I love his swag. I love his competitiveness. Um, in hindsight, who knows? Maybe not a pick one, but I just love, love what he did. I love his commercials. But one thing we do have to do is you've got to apologize to the Dabblers. We were right. We were saying the way the game's going to go with the Raiders. It's all based around Josh Jacobs. So we went uh, rushing yards. He got that over, so he went for 99. But what killed us is Devontae Adams. He had 71 receiving yards, and we had him for 75, and that would have been for a collect. So I thought they still might have given him a a little pass at the end of the game just to top that up, and the Dabblers would have got a collect, and the Rams would have won. But I'm unsure, mate. Like this thing, Baker Mayfield went hurry up at the end and these quarterbacks like Tom Brady's done it twice this year when once they actually it seems like they stop getting plays called from the sideline and they just let the quarterbacks cook and play off natural instinct they just work their way down the field I'm I'm unsure why teams don't do it more often at least once a quarter
0: yeah I'm with you I think it becomes more natural it's a bit like anything mate. if I tell you where to kick the footy versus you just pick it up and play you're, you're not really thinking are you you're playing instinctually and um he was great, and and the receivers looked like they knew what they were. It was just very basic routes, you know. He's but Skaronic was big. He, he went for uh, eighty nine yards. He had seven catches, and that last one was a hanger. And Jefferson just the two catches for forty four and the Tutty. But it was a really solid game, and um, oh, just some of the throws Baker had to make under pressure. Like you know, Tom can't take too long in the pocket because he doesn't want to get hit. Where Baker kind of. He'll, he'll cop the hit to give himself a half a second. It was really good. And what about him headbutting all the, You know, he's been a bit of the, the trend of him on the sidelines, headbutting blokes without a helmet on, and they've got a helmet on. I mean, surely he's going to split his head open soon, right?
1: Oh, he loves it. It's a bit of a meme at the minute, but gee, he goes for it, doesn't he? Oh, there's been some funny memes. Have you seen the one where he's dancing at Cleveland? <laughs> yeah, at
0: Oh, mate, they're all over the internet. So the internet cannot be defeated. Well, mate, that was a great game to start. It was a low-scoring one. We probably should have expected that with Ramsey getting touched up by Metcalf and then going to... His good mate in Devontae Adams. I must say Devontae Adams was lucky to get 71, mate, because he uh, he had two catches for about 30 yards. So he didn't really get near it all game. And the two catches he took, I don't reckon any other receiver, maybe Jefferson, could have taken, but they were screamers, you know. So he was very tight in coverage, uh, Jalen Ramsey after getting a bit of a touch-up. So it was uh we probably should have stayed away from him knowing that matchup was coming. Anyway. As we said, there's a lot of teams on bias. This one won't go for as long, and that's why we touched on that game a little bit longer. It'd be important to just note the players that are uh, that are out. Um, we already have Hayden Hurst, Nico Collins, Brandon Cooks. Uh, I'm just naming the offensive players. We have Traylon Burks. Uh, he got concussed at the Titans last week. Cortland Sutton and Jimmy G are the notables that'll be out. Um, the Ravens coach has already come out and said that Lamar will not play and most likely Huntley will start. So very difficult one there for blokes like myself who's got Lamar, although Lamar's been average and Huntley was very solid. So I picked him up on waivers and it might be a positive. Righto, let's get straight into it. This game to start off is a cracker. We have New York Jets taking on the Buffalo Bills. The Jets are 7-5. and five. The Bills are 9-3. and three. The Bills are at home. Rats, start for me. Where do you think this one's going?
1: I'm really impressed with what Mike White has been able to do with the Jets. It is at the Bills, you said. So, yeah. is it at the Bills? It's at, it's Bills. at the Bills, yeah. Um, I'm, I think the Bills are going to win. But from last time, the New York Jets were able to... Stop the Bills. So last time they played, Josh Allen threw two interceptions, no touchdowns, and that was the last game where they sacked him multiple times and he actually hurt his elbow. That was in that game. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to be just another Bills whitewash. I think the Bills are going to win in a close one. And just a quick shout-out to, since Mike White has come back, Garrett Wilson has popped off. He's been one of the best receivers in the comp, Since Mike White coming back, he's gone for 95 yards and two touchdowns. And last week, he had eight receptions for 162 yards. Mm. There's a few notable outs on the Buffalo Bills defensive end and a few – there's a safety uh, Poyer who's uh, not playing as well. So I think Garrett Wilson's going to pop up again. So I'll be taking him receiving yards over in this one. But I think the Bills will win.
0: I just want to remind you, Rat, I've had a little look and a little deeper look now that we're in the December at uh, you know month um rain showers and cold temperatures at highmark stadium will lead to some poor playing conditions so both offenses may struggle to score points a moderate breeze will blow from sideline to sideline it's going to be cold rainy and 45% chance of snow so i just wanted to remind you that uh, doesn't mean that he won't get his yards but i think it might be one of those you know low scoring running games and Singletary has proven that he does fire up late in the season. Um, last year, his last four games, all touchdowns, and three of them were 86 yards rushing uh, over. So, yeah, just a little reminder there, mate. I'm going to probably – my prop bet there would be Singletary. I reckon he's, his line's real low, uh, and I think because of the conditions, there might be a bit of rushing going on. Um Don't like those conditions. So they're very tough. The guy that's been impressive is definitely Zonovan Knights, the running back at New York jets. He's been quality. They've obviously picked up Robinson, James Robinson from the Jags. He's been disappointing, but this Knight has done some great things since coming in. And, you know, his last two weeks, he's, he's been really impressive. Um, 100 scrimmage yards, as we spoke about the the first week. And then last week, another hundred, 90 on the, on the ground and 28 in the air. So he gets a tough matchup this week, but he has been the trend for the Jets. And can we talk about Elijah Moore, my boy? Yeah, he, he was a bit quiet last week when he leads to Minnesota. But, geez, good to see him. Uh, we still can't get a market rat. Can you believe we cannot get a market on him? He's the be- he's the second best receiver there, isn't he?
1: Yeah, second, second, third. Who else is there? Corey Davis there. It's just crazy since Mike White's come back. You've actually noticed some of these other receivers. I didn't even think half of them were playing. And now, like Braxton Berrios, all these guys are coming out now that Mike White can actually find some of his receivers. And I noticed that on uh, – it's only a little thing, but
0: Twitter, Instagram, from the wide receivers, when Wilson was playing, it was a bit of hate. I've noticed that it's a lot of love, you know. If he's on the ground and saying, this guy's a fighter, this guy's a dog. Like, they all just love him. Do you think this is like do you think Wilson's done? He won't
1: he won't start another game for the Jets? I do think he's done, mate. Just with stuff that's happening, you see um, yeah, all the all the guys on the offensive side of the ball talking talking Mike White up. He's a dog, he's a fighter. And even the comments that before Wilson got dropped, what they were saying about one of their teammates, it, it shouldn't be like that. So it's a very interesting position for the Jets and Coach Salah to be in. And it seems like they've got a guy at the minute in Mike White. I
0: have got some good news. I just saw a market. Elijah Moore is in the market on Dabble. Can you believe it? We've got him in the market. You get two dollars for is thirty it? yards receiving. What was that? Six. No, two dollars for thirty yards receiving. You get two ninety for forty because of the weather. I'm not very happy about this because I would have liked it, but he's in the market, right? I can't believe my eyes. He's finally cracked the market. That's so good, mate. they they have listened mate. They've listened. The $6.50, $6.50 for a tutty. That's a juice. That is juice. I might take it as a as a just as an Osmerican Aces special. Uh, you know, we love our boy Elijah Morotto. That one's a tough one for me. I'm tipping the bills. They'll get it done at home. Uh, and you know what it's like, rat, right, when they play each other the first time and then they they start to figure each other out the second time. I reckon they'll. I'll go back and have a look at that one. Um, Josh Allen, as you said, he only went for 205 yards and two picks, but he rushed 86 yards uh, on the ground, mate, and had two rushing touchdowns. So maybe look for the rushing line on Josh Allen because he might be doing the same thing in these conditions. Righto, let's go to the next game. Cleveland taking on Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are 8-4, and four, Cleveland 5-7. and seven. We had Deshaun Watson return last week, and I thought it was the worst game of his career. He was that bad. If it wasn't for their defense, um, you don't know what would have happened against Houston. Our best bets of the week last week, I want to apologize, was obviously Nick Chubb. I couldn't work it out I, playing Houston, but what was happening was the, 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 Deshaun Watson wasn't getting a first down. And then when they get the ball back, the defense was getting touchdowns. So we were just starved of a couple of rushes. And, Rad, I can't believe Nick Chubb didn't score last
1: week. Can you? No, I can't, mate. And, gee, Deshaun looked shocking, mate. You're right. The defense saved him. They still probably would have won, I reckon, because Chubb, well, well, Chubb had 17 rushes for 80 yards. He, he looked really good. And every time he got the ball, something happened. And he actually got him in great uh, position on the down count to actually try get a first down. So I think they're going to go back. And as, as you do, mate, watch the tape. And I reckon they're going to use Chubb a bit more this week just to take the pressure off Watson because he – we were right. He, he, he looks shit out, sorry. You were right. Um, I think Cleveland's a uh, no chance in this one. Bengals at home. They're flying. Seems like Mixon's back after having another week off last week with concussion. I think it's going to be a no contest here. I reckon they'll get after Watson as well. And he's still a bit shaky. So the Bengals for mine. And Chase is back. And you scared me out
0: of him. You said he was on crutches off there a couple of weeks ago. Well, right, he looked very good. He looked very good. And when he's back, it becomes a very easy vertical type of offense to bet on fantasy. It's going through Chase, maybe Higgins for a tutty. and, And they just use the the running back one, which will be Mixon this week. It's a pretty simple game, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it seems that, that's going to be their uh, recipe to success this week. So look for Mixon to get over, I reckon.
0: Yeah, not a bad shout um, at
1: all. Also, yeah. also I just had, just had a look there and I just put one up on double Due to how good Chubb looked last week with the ball and how shit Watson looked, just chuck one up. Chubb to get over, you can get two bucks still for him to get over and 85. Rushing yards come to three dollars fifty.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. I like that a lot. I think you find the RB ones will start to score a lot in December. You saw Akers, You saw um, what's his name? I've got uh, Jacobs. The, the RB ones come alive this time of year because the weather is a little bit worse than where I've got the weather up today. Because I just, you know, as I said, it's a bit of a feature, but it's going to be it's going to be nice. Partly cloudy, but it's uh, it's it's pretty nice there in Cincinnati. So happy days. All right, I'll tip Cincinnati. I think Jamar Chase uh, is due for a tutty. 97 yards in his return game. I think he'll uh, light the Cleveland Browns up. He is, a, he is a special player, and I think he's due for a touchdown. And another 100 yards in this one, even though it's just a medium matchup, I like him a lot, rat.
1: Who's your lot? Mixon. Mixon. I reckon Mixon gets over, mate.
0: Beautiful. We move on to here.
1: <laughs> where do
0: we start here? One, ten, and one. Houston Texans taking on the Dallas Cowboys, who are nine and three, but becoming the firm favorites for mine for the Super Bowl, the way they are playing defensively and offensively. Last week, if you did not win a multi on this team, there's something wrong with you. Every player scored on offense, essentially. Uh Dallas. So we know Houston's run game's terrible, right? Who is it, Rat? Is it both of them? Is it Pollard and Zeke that just go bananas this week? What is going to happen here? I'm very scared this could be another 30-point win.
1: Well, you saw last week, Zeke got another consolation goal line goal, another consolation touchdown. So I still think it's trending towards Pollard being the RB1. He only, Zeke had more attempts last week but that was more junk time, junk time work. Pollard, 17 rushes for 91 yards and two tutties. I think now, I th- think Zeke, because it's going to be a whitewash, they're still doing everything they can to get him over the line. So I'm going to take Zeke to get over in this one. I'm with you.
0: I noticed that Zeke was goal line though, when they threw it to Lamb and Gallup. Gallup caught two from memory. Yeah, he had two touchdowns. So. With a poor run D, I know Dak will probably want to get his stats up, but you just give the ball to Zeke. This could be that this could be a three touchdown type of game for Zeke. There's no reason why he just doesn't get fed. Polar does do a lot of the heavy lifting up the ground, and if he splits a gap, he gets that Tutty. You'd be, do you take both of them to score right, or is that too risky? I don't think that's too risky
1: at all, mate. It seems like they're looking up, looking after both of them.
0: What about late in the game last week? We saw the the third stringer get a tutty. I mean, that was that's my theory. You know my theory. I tell you about when they're up by a shitload. Malik Davis come on and got his first tutty. God, you would like. They're the type of games you can make heaps of cash on, aren't they? If you can, if you can get a Malik Davis tutty late, because that's you'd think that if they're up by twenty eight points, is Zeke going over or is Pollard or drinking? They're putting him on ice. Like, where, where's the line?
1: Yeah, you're not wrong, yeah. Well, I'd say, yeah, 21 points up in the last quarter. I'm looking here, Malik Davis, anytime, 9.50. Malik, yes. Zeke, Pollard, 29 bucks. Or if you just want Pollard and Zeke, $3.30.
0: See, $3.30 is not enough for two tutties from two running backs, I believe. you got to. We'll have a look at that. But this is a one-way show. I think I mentioned to you earlier that um, Nico Collins is out and so's Brandon Cooks. They've got no wide receivers. They've got a running back coming up against the best defense in the game and they got a quarterback in Davis Mills who's named starter after being sacked last week. This Dallas, I mean Dallas Dallas for a TD anytime, uh defensive TD. Like th- there's just this is going to be a smoking rat. Like let's just talk about the margin. Oh, it's got to be 30 plus. This is the big this will be the biggest
1: deficit of the year. It could be bigger than last week. Well, we did say that when the Texans played the Dolphins and it didn't quite happen. And we also said that when the, uh, when the Browns played the Texans as well. So we've said it twice this year, mate, and they it hasn't prevailed. So who knows?
0: Well, it's Dallas for me, and I'm going to take all three running backs to score and it's going to be juicy. I'm going to do something stupid because I can't see Houston getting within 30. Of the Cowboys, and I reckon it might be a little bit of Malik Malik time late. He'll be having a little leak over the line with uh, a little another touchdown back to back. Um,
1: right, I Anything else? No, nah, that's all good, mate. I reckon you've hit an nail on the head there. Bit too, a similar line as similar one as previous weeks, bit too hard to pick because I reckon it's going to be an absolute smoking.
0: Yeah, one way traffic. Now, that game was in a stadium which we love. So is this game. I've got a lot to talk about in this game. I can't believe what I'm seeing. I cannot believe it. Minnesota Vikings 10 and 2. Let me remind everyone, they're 10 and 2, taking on Detroit Lions, who are 5 and 7. Okay. Now, here's the kicker. Here's the kicker Minnesota Vikings are $2 to win the game. $2. They've got the Lions $1.78. Rat. What the fuck? What
1: is going... What are you talking about? Like, we've got to take the vibe. $2? Are you kidding me? They are basing this around recent form. Minnesota keep... Just keep finding a way to win and keep stumbling in. And Detroit has scored over 30 points in half of the games this year and they look great. And... I'll just give myself a little pat on the back. Same game multi of the week, in at 14 bucks last week, which I based around Eamon Ra, St. Brown, got up for the dabblers there. So you are welcome. And I'm going to do a similar thing this week because I just, as I mentioned, it's the only way that they're getting down the field. Amon Ra, he catches it everywhere. He catches it downfield, middle, Intermediate routes, and they also get him out the backfield for a few lateral passes and even a screen pass here or there. So I've got him for 105 receiving yards, nine receptions. DeAndre Swift to score any time. He's come good the last fortnight and total points over for the game 51 and a half. That gets you $9. So that's my same game multi of the week. On to the result. I think the Lions win this one just due to how shaky, well, I say shaky, but they are winning. Just Vikings record the last month. They're making a few crucial plays, but I just think the Lions' defense has picked up the last month, which has enabled their offense to, to widen the gap, and they're rolling. So I'm just going to take the Lions at home. I
0: can't believe it. I, I just I can't believe that I'm getting $2. Now, well done as well. You've been hot. I haven't. I need to warm up. But this is where I might be able to make the dabblers some money. I've been doing a bit of research and the last time Jefferson played the Lions, he had a shadow from uh, one of their players. He's a really good player and I've forgotten his name here, but we'll get it up later. So I'm going to turn my attention elsewhere uh, in this one because I expect the Lions to do the exact same thing. Just to remind everyone who's they're like, oh, train, what do you mean? Well, the last time they played, he went for, 14 yards he had six targets and three receptions and that's because he copped a shadow the whole time so if that's going to happen again then you've got to turn your attention elsewhere and I reckon I'll be preparing for this you wouldn't go un. well look if you want to go unders this is the game to go unders on Jefferson but I just can't come to terms with doing that Detroit Lions traditionally have been giving up a fair bit on the ground, so I'd be turning my attention to Dalvin Cook, and that's why they got Hawkinson in. This is a we got to remember T.J. Hawkinson is playing his old team. This game screams T.J. Hawkinson for me. It says it says it's got a great matchup. He's playing his old team, and he gets to go. And, and Jefferson gets all the attention. I think T.J. Hawkinson line him up. I think he's going to get a touchdown. I'm taking him, Dalvin Cook, and I'll take um, Swift. I thought Swift was fantastic. He was healthy last week. 14 carries he had. Every time he has more than 14 this year, it's a touchdown. So I'm taking Swift, Hawkinson, and Dalvin Cook, and the Vikings to win. You get a lot of money there. I might just cook it up while I'm talking. Rat, Talk to me. What if, like? What do you think about what I just said?
1: Yeah, don't mind that. I failed to recognise Hawkinson playing against his old mob. And that's happened. You've seen that a couple of times uh, over this season. Them uh utilising... Like AJ Brown, perfect example last week against the Titans. Uh, not, not a bad shout, mate. It's just kind of the way the NFL is working at the minute. We got this weapon off you and we want to show you what we can do with him that you couldn't. So, yeah, odd. I really like that one.
0: Yeah, and the one with... Um... You know, the one about Jefferson was really interesting as well. Because that's his his worst game of the year. Do you think he responds or do you think it's going to be a similar game, similar setup?
1: Well, they obviously had a a formula that worked, but then they also went back and tweaked the way they utilised Jefferson after they played last week. So, Last time, sorry. So I reckon they are much improved on how to get Jefferson the ball. I I had an interesting theory
0: as well that maybe – Thielen would pop. Last time Thielen played, he had 61 yards and a touchdown. So it could just be turn your attention to Thielen because it's a great matchup for wide receivers traditionally. Um, But, yeah, I'll be putting that one on Dabbles to stay tuned. I'm taking the Vikings, mate. This is the money. If you can't win this week, this is the game, I think. I know you're saying Lions are at home, but we're talking about the Lions versus the Vikings. Like, the Lions are good. They're going to be great in a couple of years. They love their culture. They've got Jamison Williams, who only had one snap last week. So if you're thinking about starting him, I'd be you know second guessing myself. But he's a he's a, he's a gun receiver coming through. Amon Saint Ra uh, Brown, whatever, he's a gun. You got Swift. You got Williams. You got everyone, right? Golf's been super, but right now, Vikings. This is a rivalry game, and I just think. I just think $2. dollars you you've got to take the $2, don't you, Rat? Right?
1: I'm not taking it, mate. I told you. I reckon the Lions win at home. They're rolling. All right. There you go. Well, let's have a slab of beers on this.
0: I think we could uh, – this is the game of the round for me because it's always high scoring. Right. let's move on. I'm interested. I think if you're listening to this right now and you're thinking, I'm with you, Trano. I'm with you. I'm taking the Vikings. Or, no, nah, I'm with the Rats. Let us know. Uh, we're going to put up a poll on Instagram later because I'm really interested to see – the public's opinion. Let's keep moving. Uh, we have Philly taking on the New York Giants. This one's in New York, Philly 11 and one, a little bit of rain expected on this one. New York Giants um, were pretty disappointing last week from memory. I think they had a draw though, but it's a sloppy game. It's 2020 against Washington is my, uh, if my memory serves me correctly. Um, season on the line for the Giants.
1: Yeah, their record is starting to more look like where where they should be. I think, mate, at the start of the year, we were talking about how we thought their record was a bit inflated. Seems like it might be a bit showery here, so look for Saquon to get going. It's been a bit quiet. Even though he got over last week, he only went for 60 yards, had five receptions for 18. He's He's been, he's been a bit off. He's been a bit off the last three weeks. So look for him to get going and utilize him, especially in these conditions. And Philly just looked great. I love what Hertz is doing. He seems like he's got the locker room going in the right direction. He's a leader. And the weeks he doesn't get you on the ground, he threw 380 yards last week and three tutties. So you stop one thing and he just absolutely... <laughs> I was going to say something not rather, right but yeah absolutely get absolutely gets you done uh the other way uh Philly for mine due to they can either get it done in the air and on the ground at the minute. uh you just
0: can't go against Philly. I've been trying to I've been trying to I think the Titans last week well they were impressive. I think Burke's going down was really bad because it just ups it just meant all right well you can only really beat us now with one player and we'll just stack the box but they did it. Saquon would have to be, I mean, he's gonna he's gonna get a lot of touches in here. I, I just wonder how they're gonna how they're gonna do it. You know, is he gonna is he gonna catch the ball? Is he gonna yeah, look, you just can't leave Saquon out of your lineup, but it's not a great matchup at all. I think I'll be uh I think this is a game where you turn to your run game. They were saying um on a few podcasts I was listening to that last week was Titans. Titans all day. Just their their um their pass defense was horrendous, and you saw AJ Brown and, and Smith just go off. They reckon this week's completely different. The the, the Giants' run game is quite poor, uh, and last week we saw Robinson from Washington get to work and really get to work with them. I think he went for. 96 yards and Gibson went for 39 on the ground. So this week you'll see a bit of Sanders, I reckon. I think it might be a little bit of Sanders action here. He's got a great matchup. And when he gets going, you know, he does get that 70 plus yards. So I think Sanders 70 plus and a Tuddy getting a little bit of goal on there is my best bet of the game, rat. I'll be tipping Philly in this one and expecting it to um, – yeah, it's a bit a bit of a run game from Philadelphia.
1: Yeah, exact same, mate. I reckon Philly get this done quite easily. In the end, they just look too good. NBA. The other one I want to
0: mention is the prop bet is Daniel Jones. He's uh, he's been rushing when he's under pressure. He went for seventy one yards last week. He went for fifty two weeks prior. Only the fourteen the week before that, but that was against Dallas. I think he might be under a lot of pressure here. So I'd be. I think his lines around thirty five. He's gone over thirty five. About five times this year. And they're obviously games that he's copping a lot of pressure. So I think that's a nice little market to tackle. I reckon you could go over on Daniel Jones rushing. You could take Sanders 70 yards and a touchdown. And I reckon Philly to win is a good solid bet there. All right, moving on here. We have Baltimore Ravens on the road taking on Pittsburgh Steelers. The Ravens are eight and four. Pittsburgh are five and seven. The Bengals are eight and four as well. So it's a big game here for Baltimore. They've lost Lamar Jackson. They cannot get the offense going. And there's a bit of drama in the backfield, but J.K. Dobbins is expected to return. He was activated off IR with his knee injury. We know that the Ravens get that run game going. I've got some fun facts here, Rat, because you know I love the Baltimore Ravens. And I've looked into this game a bit more than the others, all right? 26 point something percent market share goes to Mark Andrews every time Tyler Huntley has started in his career or play. So every snap he has, 26% goes to Mark Andrews. This week, I am firing up Mark Andrews. I think he is the best bet of the week. Take him over because I reckon he's going to be getting peppered. And you've only got to imagine if it's 26%, and I know you're good at maths, but if, you, if he's going for 200 yards, that means 50 yards. If it's another 50, then you can add on a little bit more. So if Huntley's to, to throw 250, 220, Mark Andrews, he's going to get that yardage. And I reckon they haven't got many players to throw the ball to, so he's the other one. I want to flip to the other side before I get your thoughts, but last week George Pickens was – Really upset on the sidelines. He was carrying on, and the coach was in the media not long ago and they said, What did you think about the Pickens scenario? And he said, I like it. I want that. I want my receivers to want the ball. He had two yards, he had one yard, was it one? sorry, he had two yards and one catch last week. Very uncharacteristic for Pickens. This week he gets Baltimore, who's a great matchup. I reckon fire him up. I reckon they're drawing some stuff up. This guy is a very talented wide receiver and when, you know, like my mate says, squeaky wheel gets the oil, baby. So the squeaky wheel in the, uh, the change rooms, he's getting the oil. I reckon the ball is going his way this week. So they're my two. Outside of that, right, what am I missing?
1: I don't think you're missing too much, mate. I reckon Pittsburgh win this. I don't reckon Baltimore's Run offense, will be able to get through. We've mentioned that they've got a, a pretty solid defensive line there with uh, TJ Watt also. He's been great when he's been available. The wide receivers at Baltimore should shootouts. So, so they should throw to Mark Andrews. Yeah, you're completely right. I reckon that's a good shot, 60 to 70 yards for him. Although I think it's going to be quite stagnant first half. I reckon you'll see these receivers and the, uh, the tight end in Andrews get going in the second half due to... Them going to be uh, needing to generate offense and scores, but I reckon it's. I reckon this is going to be a shit game, and I reckon Pittsburgh win at home.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely worried about this game. Oh, I wouldn't lie to you. It's um, it's a very, it's a danger game, and and Pittsburgh don't lose much on the at home, do they? I think that you, you were telling me that early in the year when I tried to take them on. TJ Watt back. It's a scary one. It's a very scary one, I think, and, and it's a danger game. I I'm gonna tip Ravens because they're my boys.
1: Pittsburgh are Pittsburgh are favourites at $1.75, dollar seventy five and the Ravens are two dollars ten.
0: What's uh Mark Andrews for on Dabble? What's his like two What do you get for two dollars? Is it sixty yards or fifty-five? What's the line? Two dollars is it uh, yeah, sixty-five.
1: Sixty two dollars twenty. Fifty-five yeah, receiving it. yards at dollar
0: seventy-eight. Jeez, if I would have liked 60. 65 is nerve wracking, but if they're playing from behind, I'll take it. All right. And Pickens? What's Pickens? Because I think Pickens will get some juice. I think, you know, 50 yards and a tutty. What's he get
1: for 50 yards? 50 yards is $2.63. 50 yards is $2.30. 45 yards is just under 2 bucks.
0: Yeah, that's really nice. I think you take those two and you get yourself a nice juicy deal. Okay. I'm taking the Ravens. You're taking the Steelers. A lot of disagreeing this week. This is interesting. This is where you get on the NFL pick'em and see where you're coming in the American Aces tipping competition. All right. Now, very excited about this one because he owes me a lot of money. He, I think you know who I'm talking about. Jacksonville Jaguars, four and eight. Trevor Lawrence doubt, in doubt with a foot. If he plays, just note he has a sore foot. Taking on Tennessee Titans at home. They're seven and five. They were very disappointing last week, and this one is expected to rain. Derrick Henry gets a great matchup. His last two weeks, in fact, his last four games. Since me and you have been harping on, it's cost us a lot of money. He's been in every multi. He's had 53 yards and no touchdown, 87 yards and one touchdown, 38 yards and zero touchdowns and 30 yards and zero. Rat, he owes us money. This week, I'm corner. 130 yards rushing and two touchdowns. Derek Henry. That's two. Two.
1: Oh. He does owe mate. Uh, I agree. Oh, he's, we can't really be basing can't really be basing our uh, guesses off his due, but he's due. He's due, mate. He is due, man. Oh, I I agree. Um, Jacksonville have been playing in some high scoring games, and you've seen Tennessee. Their only receiver that looked any good, Traylon Burks, is out. They don't have anyone to really throw to. Robert Woods doesn't look himself. Westbrook's a keener, pops up every now and again. It's more Henry and Hilliard looks like their most damaging receiver when he gets out the backfield and they they throw it to him down the sideline. So it seems like it's going to have to be King Derek this week, doesn't it?
0: Well, it does. But what concerns me is when they've got no one else, you know, and that's when it's like, who is that other guy? It's got to be like Woods has to fire up, doesn't he?
1: Oh, he does. Well, he's the wide receiver one this week, and it's not like anyone else is going to come on and, and take any of his catches. Maybe Austin Hooper or Conquo, the tight ends. It, it's one of those ones that sometimes when you know the way the opposition are going to attack, it makes it even harder to stop because you just know. He's just coming. He's just coming. Big King Derek's just going to keep ramming it down your throat and come halfway through the third, the fourth quarter. He just busts out a 60-yard run. So... I'm interested to see how it plays out. I, I, can't, I can't confidently say that I'm going to have a go at anyone else other than Henry on Tennessee's offensive side of the ball. And we've seen uh, on Jacksonville's side of the ball, if you're going to take anyone for receiving yards, it's Christian Kirk. He has been on fire. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence's favourite target – Playing over eighty five percent of snaps, went for a hundred yards last week, forty six a week before, a bit quieter, but then one hundred and five and seventy six. So he's the WR uh, one in Jacksonville. Also, mm.
0: very well said. Uh, and so yeah, I mean, I'm just going to tip. Der- I'm going Titans one to thirteen. It's Derrick Henry. He's going off. That's all I've got for you, right? Oh yeah, and Kirk will be eating up. I like that one player that I, I like. That's very juicy, but. Jamal Agnew is a sneaky he's one of you know I chuck a little sneaky in there every now and then Jamal Agnew very sneaky around the he's always around the goal line doing something jet sweeps or you know on the two-point conversions he's involved he's 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 involved in the offense down where you make your money so look out for him does this game become high scoring or low scoring
1: well since he's on the forecast it might be a bit of a drizzle but just to add to that point, I was just thinking back to who the Titans played last week, and you brought it up before. Look what A.J. Brown did to the Titans secondary mixed in with uh, Kirk being the clear standout. I, I reckon he will go off over 100 yards for Christian Kirk.
0: Yeah, that's good. I, I mean, it makes sense. It's got the, got the right matchup for it. Let's keep moving on. We've got four games to go. We've got the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Denver Broncos. I mentioned earlier that Cortland Sutton's out. We had Jerry Judy on a pitch count last week, although he led everyone. He only had 38% game time and went for 65 yards receiving. Gets a good matchup against the Chiefs. They're going to be playing from behind, you'd imagine. Uh, this. Uh, I think I saw a stat. Chiefs averaged 28 points per game and Broncos averaged 13. Don't quote me on the exact number, but they were very, sim- Excuse me, they were very close. Just on that alone, offense like Denver are no chance, even though it's in Denver. Um, rat, what are they going to? I mean, it's Jerry Judy, and on the ground, I think I think that's where they get it done this week. I think the Pacheco, since we've he's had two touchdowns in a row, sixty six and sixty nine and sixty six yards rushing the last two weeks. He he's very he lights it up, you know. And when Mahomes is slinging that ball around. I don't know who I mean I don't know who it's going to. Juju smith juice is the hardest one. I, I, every time I think he's going to pop, he has a quiet game. He has had a quiet game since he's been out with concussion. Um last week though, let me just note that he had his fourth most game time for the year. So it was a positive one. But yeah, it says that not a great matchup against Denver and traditionally I've got a rule of thumb, anyone playing fantasy or having a bet against Denver, you kind of put your chips away because it's just a slog and a low-scoring game. But when it's the Chiefs,
1: it's another story.
0: What happens here, Rat?
1: Yeah, you are right, mate. And it's, it's I'm sick of even talking about Denver. Like, I'm just so off at The whole Russell Wilson thing and Russell Wilson time. But there's one thing the Broncos have, and they haven't given up on defence, which is, which is a credit to them. Once they actually get this offensive side of the ball worked out, I, I reckon they'll be okay. But I still think that's, that's next year. I reckon Kansas win this. Um, As we mentioned, Denver's defence going quite well and keeping teams to lower scores. But I still think uh, the Chiefs win by about a touchdown or so. So seven to 10 points. And we know who his main target is, Travis Kelsey. If the going gets tough for them for a bit, he'll just rack up the receptions and get him down the field.
0: Yeah. I mean, you you can't doubt that, man, can you? He's a
1: beast. Uh,
0: anything else in this one?
1: No, it's just hard. I'm looking at Jake uh, Pacheco and Jerk McKinnon here. They're, McKinnon looks really good, I feel. Like. He's he's more so going to catch a reception out of the backfield, I reckon, and Pacheco's more the one that they just hand the ball off and let him run it. Yeah, So I'm, I'm going to stay away from him now because even though we, we have been on Pacheco, I reckon – not that it's uh, McKinnon's going to take over. I think it's just getting more to a split scenario there, like we talk about with Pollard and Zeke. So I'm going to stay stay away from the Chiefs running backs uh, and have a look at them the next couple of weeks and see how that plays out. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I, I, they're, the, they're the trickiest team in, in fantasy and betting. I don't know where the ball's going. I just know Mahomes is putting up yards. Yeah, this game's bad. I just want to go back to one more game. I I, I skipped over a bloke. Uh, I forgot to mention him. I can hardly say his name. Chigazayam. A ok- I can cannot- how do you say the tight end for the Titans? You're gonna piss yourself when when you read the name, but I can't pronounce it. But Titans. I want to I wanna I think I forgot to mention that he's one of my uh sneaky values for the week. And I- a- I- a- a- conquo a conquote, a conquote, a- a- conquo. the tight end at the Titans. He is a really impressive. Tight end. He's only six foot three. He's a real heavy duty type operator, but he reminds me of a an AJ Brown slash jonah Smith type build. Very explosive. Now, I'm not saying he plays like them, but just try to visualize that. He might be the player to look for this week. I think he's a fantastic player to line up in. You know, for your tight ends, we know tight ends are hard, but I just wanted to mention him before when we're talking about who are they going to throw the ball to. He is the guy. So. Um, Rat, can you pronounce it again for me?
1: <laughs> His name's Chig Oconquo. Chig
0: Oconquo. So get on him. I think he is a great value, and he'll be on the dabble bets that I put up. Uh, great value there for the same gamer. Back to the Chiefs Broncos. It's Chiefs and me, and I don't know how much, but they'll win easily. Rat, you Chiefs, mate. Carolina Panthers taking on Seattle Seahawks. This game is in Seattle. The Panthers are four and eight. They are still alive though in their division, so every game is important. Seattle seven and five. They are also looking to take down San Fran, who have got a game in front of them. The weather looks good. Uh, Carolina, I think they're coming off a bye. I'll just triple check that one. That is correct. Best matchup for the week for mine is Deontay Foreman. I think he's fantastic. He's had 113 yards uh, and then the bye. He's gone for 115 yards. One, two, three, four of the last six games he's played. He's only had a touchdown in two of his last six. So get a, I get a little bit nervous about the touchdowns there, but yards, very, very good opportunity here and gets a good matchup. Little note here on Walker for Seattle, where he's he's labeled game time call. He's got an ankle issue, a bit banged up, just a bit of a worry there. Um, Not sure who's going to be in the backfield. And DJ Moore gets a, DJ Moore is the guy, but he gets a bad matchup. Seattle's Seattle's corner, the the rookie they've got there, he's a star. He doesn't get talked about as much as a source gardener, but Jeez, he's done some great things and he, he'll probably go to DJ more. So, yeah, I'm really interested to see this one. I, I, I thought um, Seattle were very good offensively, but I get a bit worried about them defensively. I mean, they nearly got beat last week against the Rams without Aaron Donald. So, and, and mind you, Metcalf tore them apart and so would Lockett. But what do you think happens here?
1: I think Seattle win, I just don't think it's going to be too convincing. Uh, We've seen the last month, Kenneth Walker hasn't rushed for over 36 yards. He's gone 36-26-17. He really needs to pull his finger out. Um, One thing I will mention, last time Carolina played, we managed to salute on Sam Darnold any time touchdown scorer at $5.50. That was the last time they played, and this time around, he's $7. So I'm going to be taking that again. I have to stick by my boy, considering I reckon they're still going to be a bit shaky. They've had a fortnight now since the last time they played to work out their offense, but I still think he might be scrambling a bit and he'll potentially army roll his way over the line again. So I think Seattle are going to win. It's not going to be convincing, but I'm going to take Darnold to get over again.
0: Darnold, I don't mind that. I was thinking that when they were talking up, they were all talking up my man Foreman. And I thought, well, if they can rush one, Rat might be a sneaky again to get his man over for a tutty. What a great call that was. He gets an all right matchup. up. Oh, yeah, so I'll have a look at that one, Rat. That might be, a sec- that'll be an individual bet. There won't be any multis in that one. Do you get your $5 for Darnold to sneak one over again?
1: I was just saying it's drifted, mate. That's what I'll tell you. It's gone to seven bucks. I'm unsure how we got oh, over. Sorry, mate. I was
0: half asleep there. Seven dollars. Wow, that's ridiculous. Well, you have got to have a little dabble on that. I think a ten bucker wouldn't hurt. Um, and then reload on the late games. Righto. Anything else? I mean, Lockett. I think Lockett, and I and I know this. I know this is true, but I'm just going to triple check. But he has. Yeah, he has. He has had five touchdowns in a row. Yeah. And there's no reason why he can't go again because Metcalf will probably see a little bit of uh, attention from the defense.
1: Agreed, mate. Yeah, he's on fire. So, well, you say see a bit of attention from the defense. DK last week with eight targets, eight receptions, 127 yards, one tutty, 24 fantasy points, 90 yards the week before, 11 receptions. They're both on fire. I think due to the inability of Kenneth Walker to actually – get his way down the field with the ball. So they're just airing it out to Tyler Lockett and DK. So their receivers are turning one on at the minute. It's going to be interesting. I don't really like
0: teams playing Carolina, though. They are very – they do make it a bit of a slog anyway. Weather looks good. I'm going to tip an upset in this one. I reckon Carolina can get them. I don't know. I just got this feeling. I think Carolina – are a sneaky Are a sneaky. I know they're hard to beat in Seattle, but I reckon they might be able to stop DK and they've got a bit of a banged up running back. And I think Carolina with Donald under center, they look a little bit better as well. So yeah, I might, um, I might just tip. I'll just be tipping them. Look, you'd be going you'd be tipping Seattle. If you're going to be betting with your head, but with my heart, I've just got a feeling that Carolina can get the chocolates here. So I'm going to go the upset in this one, right?
1: Yeah, man, I I don't disagree with that at all. I, I just, well, sorry, I do disagree because I don't think <laughs> But from what you said, they do make it an arm wrestle and ugly games. I, I still hope Sam Darnell uh, goes well. He's playing for the potential to be a backup next year. I'll say, and he's a old USC boy in college who I support. So I hope he does well. Oh, I love that. Absolutely love that. Uh, all right, we we've got a few, we've
0: got two, three games to go. Tampa Bay taking on San Fran. This one's wet. It's in San Fran. We have Tom Brady, who cannot do a thing to the last two minutes, taking on Brock Purdy, Mister Irrelevant. Is that what they call him? Oh well, he was until now. He's more than relevant. Uh, he was quite impressive. They reckon he's. Lo- they reckon he was likened to a Drew Brees going through uh, the draft, just the way he's built and the you know the way he throws the ball. Very tough matchup this week. Mate, I reckon this could be the worst game to watch. And hear me out. I think this could be a defensive juggernaut where you could see like a three to ten or or a or a thirteen to ten or something just just ridiculously low. I I I just think the defense, it's gonna be all about defense in this one. We know Tom Brady's struggling. He can't get the ball out under pressure, continually throws to his. <laughs> To he's undrafted tight ends instead of his players like Godwin and Mike Evans, although Evans last week would have caught a tutty and made us all proud as, a, as a, we all pumped him up. He was at the end there and he yeah, someone grabbed him and just gave away a layer flag and there goes our prop bet. But this is a big game. And with Purdy under centre and the way the Bucks defence is playing, but then the other way around as well, the way San Fran's D is playing and Tom Brady with no time in, the, in his in his line. This is a very hard game to tip. I think San Fran get it with defense. And I wouldn't be surprised to see a Debo Samuel rushing game that goes over because they're struggling to get it going. I reckon him and C-Mac might be doing a few bit of trickery in the backfield. So I'm going to take San Fran in this one, Rat, and I'll be taking them 1 to 13 if there's a market for that. But, yeah, low-scoring game. It'll be under – I cannot see this one being a high-scoring affair at all. Um, And I never say that. You know me. I'm always going, I'll take the other – I'm a glass-half-full type of man. I'll take them on here. I reckon they might be able to explode. But – This is looking ugly for our fantasy teams, and especially with that last week for fantasy when you need the win to get the playoffs. What have I missed here? What's happening?
1: No, I agree, mate. San Fran's defense has been great, and the Bucs have had a quite solid run defense this year. They've kept him in the games, and then we're seeing Tom Brady turn it on, as you mentioned, in the last last couple minutes of the, a couple games this year. What I will mention is CMC wasn't marvellous on the ground last week, but was able to catch eight passes for 80 yards and one touchdown. So that, I really liked that market this week. So I've just chucked up a little same game multi, multi took your points. So I've gone under 32 and a half points. So that's I don't think each team's going to score more than 16. There you go. And CMC seven plus receptions gets you $8.50. So quite quite simple, only two things needing to happen. But I feel like that's quite solid odds for a game that we think is going to be quite low scoring. I still feel like the Bucks' uh, defensive line are going to be able to get to Purdy. So look for him just to flick out a fair few passes to CMC coming out the backfield. I love it, mate. Yeah, that, the low scoring
0: game... It, we well, have don't see many, but as I said, we're into December now, and it's getting cold, getting very cold. Um, so we gotta we gotta start taking this into account. Look, disappointing for me. I'll take San Fran, and that's about it. It's gonna be ugly. I'll leave it there. I tell you what, won't be ugly. The Miami Dolphins taking on Los Angeles Chargers in LA. The Chargers are six and six. The Miami Dolphins are eight and four. Last week, the coach said to Tua. I fucked up. You could clearly see him. No, no, no. I fucked up. That's what he said. And everyone said he's a real one for saying that because not many coaches would admit that. That's why we love him. I want to note one thing. This is, this is, this might be one of my best bets of the week. I went with Chubb last week. I'm going to stick with the rules. I'm, instead of being, uh, I've gone away from these passion best bets. I've done the data and the data has been letting me down the last couple, but I'm going to stick with it again. The LA Chargers' run D is like a funnel. It is that bad, horrendous. Fun fact: Raheem Mostert outsnapped Wilson seven to one last week. Seven to one. So we all thought Jeff Wilson. It was his backfield. It might not be. Most it was out for a couple of weeks. Most it is an explosive back. I'm taking most of it for a tuddy, 50 yards, which is his line over. I expect Tua to control the offense and to get the run game going. We know Tyreek Hill and Waddle. Is Waddle playing good to go Sunday? He is good to go. He does. So he had he hurt his fibula last week, just to remind everyone, but he's fine. So you've got the Speedsters. You've got Sherfield as well, who's an underrated player. But the Chargers are giving up just points points on points to running backs opposing running backs so this week I'm going to be taking look and it's funny if Wilson pops you'll laugh at me but most it is going to go off and it's a touchdown for me and the reason that it's a touchdown as well I want to remind you that online if you grab if you grab your phone and jump into dabble I think that you'll find, and I'm just triple checking if the case has changed overnight, but the bookies have got this one upside down. They've got Wilson as the guy that's paying less. So I'm going here now, anytime touchdown. Wilson's 210, Most at 275. I don't reckon they know what we know. So I reckon that is my value of the week, 275 for Raheem Mostert to score anytime touchdown. Uh, and that's all I've got so far. I haven't touched on the charges yet. I think our boy Mike Williams is ready to go, which is fantastic. He's coming off the ankle. So it is all guns blazing here. Keenan Allen scored last week. This is my, this is 12 20 on a Monday. So this is our last game to watch. This is what we want. We want to, I think the line's 54 and a half. This is what dreams are made of fantasy, betting. Fans, plays, points, everything. Right. Talk to me.
1: I agree on that last point, mate. I can't wait for this, but more so based around the Chargers, they need to win this one. They're not doing a lot well at the minute. They're not protecting Herbert. They're not running the ball well. You see, all Eckler's yards are mainly reception. Ken Allen looked back to Ken and Allen last week. Mike Williams back. So that gives him a bit of a chop out there. They can't really stop. Anyone in the run, there's there's not much going on for the Chargers. So they need to pull their finger out and it starts to slip away from them in the playoff hunt if they get done this week. And a little little side note, um, Tua was drafted, uh, the quarterback, before Justin Herbert. So that draft is looking really great with Burrow in that class as well. Um, I think I want to say the Chargers because I love Herbert, but I think... Miami win this one as well. So I think Miami win. Uh, Tyreek Hill, I still, I reckon he easily goes for 120 yards again. Their offense is, is ballistic. Keenan Allen, I still, I, I don't like Mike Williams' uh, continuity in the FIFO worker you call him, mate. Well, in out, in out, in out. He, I think they're just bringing him back because they know this is do or die if you're going to have a punt on anyone to get the yards up, I reckon Keenan Allen reception, but Miami for mine.
0: Yeah. I noticed that you said they need to win this game, but I don't think it matters. They're just so, they've just, they've just copped some brutal injuries to their key players. And Miami losing last week against San Fran want to bounce back. And you talk about, you're talking about a must win. Well, I got to remind you, Rat, that it's it's also a must win for the Dolphins because if the Jets were to upset the Bills, they're, they're going eight and four. And the Miami Dolphins would sit – I think they'd draw. I've got to see who's played and who's won more games against each other. But, you know, that 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 <laughs> the AFC Conference, um, the AFC East is really tight. Especially when we talk about New England in a second, it was six and six. So it's a must win for them as well. Um, yeah. I, I just think that it's just a huge game and it's going to be 54, 54 and a half is a lot of points. Austin Eckler, he cost me, he cost me a lot of money last week. You know that I told you he was the last leg of a multi. Uh, didn't get a touchdown. Couldn't believe it. So he's due. He's probably due for one. So you chuck him. He chucked him. He hasn't had a touchdown for uh, only a week. He was pretty quiet last week, but Miami, great matchup. Um, Mike Williams off the ankle. I I honestly wouldn't be touching him because you just don't touch players off injury. You don't know whether they are going to get less game time. So it's got to be Eckler, Keenan Allen for me, and then it's most it, and you can't go past Hill. Hill's the one that's fit. You know, Waddle's got a bit of an injury cloud, so – this is a pretty simple game, right? And if you just stay away from the result, you could be sitting back and enjoying yourself, I
1: reckon. Yeah, I agree, mate. You've got some offensive weapons. If it's to play out how we think it's going to play out, then, yeah, you, you could be in for a big one.
0: A little bit of breeze, though, I reckon, but I can't imagine there's too much. Now, last game of the round, we've got New England Patriots taking on Arizona Cardinals. Now, this one's in the dome, which we love. Arizona Cardinals at home. They're four and eight. Hopkins, Hollywood Brown will line up together. They've had the bye. Not a great matchup for wide receivers. But you'd think it's Connor, it's Hopkins, it's Hollywood Brown. You've got McBride there at tight end. The one that I'm interested in is Robbie Anderson. He had 17 yards last week. He hadn't had a catch for three weeks, I think he, I think he's had. Yeah, listen to this for a stat. You're going to throw up. He's had two catches for a, a net thirteen yards because he had one catch for negative four in the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games. So he is ice cold. And if I was the coach at that club, surely if you were to trade a player and get them into your building, you make a, you're you're drawing up a play. And we know Robbie's the guy that he, he's at the back. He's quick. I think, I think if there's a value, you know, just, we're going to be having a, a little dabble on this game because it's the last game of the round. It's Monday night football, but, Robbie Anderson, I'm not saying have a dabble just yet, but Robbie Anderson has to have a play drawn up for him over this break, doesn't he, right? Like, you've got Hollywood Brown, you've got Hopkins, you've got Connor. Play action, Robbie, straight down the field. He's speedster. They forget about him. Like, otherwise, what's he doing? At the, what, what do you think? Like, is there something going his way soon? Because I can't work out. He's, he's had 42% and 46% snap percentage the last two weeks. So he's on the field. He's running routes does he get a deep ball soon? Cause he could be a league winner in fantasy. If you chuck this guy in and he goes for like 25, cause we know he goes off when he goes off like week one, when he had, you know, 102 yards and a tutty 20 points week one to start the year. Everyone thought Robbie Anderson, here he goes, hasn't done a thing since. Where do you see Robbie fitting in with this offense and how do you see this game playing out?
1: Yeah. I, I don't think he gets too many lookings, mate. You've got Hollywood Brown and Hopkins there. When they're up and going, they're two of the top 15 wide receivers in the comp. connor has got to get his share. And in this game, don't forget, I've mentioned him before a couple of weeks back, but Judon, one of the best defensive players in the comp. he One of the highest paid defensive players in the league. He's on fire. He's he's having a great year and Kyler Murray under pressure is one of the worst quarterbacks statistically in the competition. So I think that's all this plays into it, mate. You've got Hopkins has to get his catches. Hollywood has to get his catches. Connor needs to get his touches. Mix that all in with the defensive line of the Patriots getting at Kyler Murray and him scrambling and getting down the field. I, and I just don't think Anderson really really gets a look in it. It, it is wishful and it He has done it in the past, just that ball over the top and take it to the crib. But there's just too many things that need to go right, and too many other receivers that need to get there looking with the ball as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're very. It's an interesting point. Connor has been fantastic, though, hasn't he? I will note that on the other side of the football, Damien Harris is doubtful, which means Stevenson is an absolute lock and gets a great matchup. So I really like Stevenson here for a proppy he um, his receptions last week, we needed 25. He had 24, but he had six. Sorry for yards, but he had six receptions. So he does get a lot of receptions. He, he's he's a very good back, Stevenson. He, he can do it all. Um, Myers is out, just to l- let you know. So J- Jacoby Myers.
1: Really, due to that, so I also really like Devontae Parker. His uh, receiving line is 39 and a half. And he, yeah, this week turns into probably the most potent wide receiver that the Pats have. So hopefully it sees them having a play out to throw the ball downfield. And Mac Jones has visibly been seen this year on the sidelines saying that the short passing game doesn't work. Let me air the ball out. So could be a little sneaky one there on Parker.
0: Well, I don't mind it. He went for 382 yards against the Vikings um, and two tutties. And then last week he was very upset on the sidelines saying, your run game sucks. Do you remember when they, they went to yeah. and he said, your run game fucking sucks? So he clearly isn't happy with the offensive coordinator. And it's a great matchup this week. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to uh, to see what he does. Righto. Well, that's it. That's us on the slate. Um I must remind everyone that Rick's Eyewear has a special offer for all the Os American Aces out there that listen. Um, we've got a special discount code. If you head to ww.rixyware.com.au and use the discount code ACES at checkout, you'll get 20% off and free express shipping. We've got brand new caps. I think I've just sent you a couple, the brand new Rick's caps for summer. They're online. They've been uh, we've listened to all the feedback. A lot of people want some summer essentials to go with their sunnies. So we've put to uh, all your words to action and we've got about six different colored hats there for you all. I should say caps. That's what they are called on the website, but yeah, Rick's eyewear use the discount code ACEs. If you want to follow rat and I on dabble, hit the show notes. There's a link there. It takes you straight to my account. You can see who I'm following. It takes you to rats account. To be honest, Rat's the man at the moment. I'm not. I have been ice cold, but Rat, you know it's going to turn, and I think the Vikings might be able to help me. Derek Henry is one other one, and I mentioned most it as well as my best bet, but we'll put them up probably tonight um, and throughout the day as with the, uh, the markets open up. Rat, I can't thank you enough for your time. You've been awesome. Well done again on the Todd Gurley piece. If anyone hasn't seen that, head online to our Instagram account, Rory Atkins and Todd Gurley, Benny Graham, and a couple of international pathway players uh, there hanging out. cool video, um, full vlog, maybe on the way, depending on how we have uh, a producer and some time, but awesome work, mate. Um, hope training's going well. I hope you're getting some sleep before the Monday session and still dominating. But again, thank you so much for your time, mate, and all the best with your, with your fantasy team. Cause we have seven or eight players in the tops, well, fighting out for top six and we're all about even. So it's a big week for fantasy and always a big week on Dabble.
1: No dramas, mate, it is. So hopefully um, it's funny. Griffin Log has chucked a few plays in that I mentioned that I reckon are gonna go well and I'm versing him this week. So we will see how we go. Exactly right. All right, mate.
0: That was longer than I thought. Very good to see you. well, very good to chat to you. Can't see you. Um and we will chat soon. Hopefully, we produce some winners there for all the aces. Finish it off for me, right?:
1: Aces Nation. Let's, Let's run. Let's run.
0: See you, man. All right.